0: Lord, and He turned to me and He heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and mire, and He set my feet on a rock, and He gave me a firm place to stand. Lord, I pray right now, as as I get ready to, to do Your battle, to pray Your will, I pray that You would remove any sin in my life. I pray that You would forgive, that You would bring repentance in my heart that there would be nothing that stands between me and hearing Your will as You guide and You lead me intentionally in praying Your will for the future. So if there's anything in your life that is standing between you hearing God's voice clearly, then like David years ago, lay that out and ask God to raise you out of that. Right now, the Lord goes on to say that you put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God, that many will see and fear the Lord and put their trust in Him. God, I I intentionally pray as I look forward and I read Your truth. I pray that You would put me on a rock, that You would li- not only lift me out of my sinful condition but that you would place me on a firm rock to stand, like you say in your word you did for David, that the sins I've struggled with in the past would no longer be a struggle. I pray that you would put me on a firm foundation. Not only that, but where my life, my heart's affection, my flesh turn towards those specific sins, God, I pray that you would put a new song on my heart, that you would put a new passion and a new purpose in my life. So that as I no longer live in those sins, but I walk on a firm foundation, that others would see the change that you've made in me and that they would come to know Jesus Christ. So you would pray something like that. And you would be specific. So you would pray for your school. Lord, I pray that the sins that that are so easily tempting to me at school, sins of gossip, of foul language, sins of cheating, of, of apathy, Lord, I pray that you would lift me out of that miry pit and that that from this day forward, God, that you would put me on a firm foundation that when I walk the halls at school, I would spiritually be in a place that is out of that pit, that I would be above the pit of the sinful condition of the world I'm walking in and that you'd put a new song in my heart, that my heart's affections and my passions would no longer turn towards those of the peers that I walk through in that school with but that my heart's affections the song that drives my passions would be one that is pursuant of you god and that as others see the new song the meaning of my life that they would put their trust in you that they would come to know you as their lord and savior as well so begin to claim that and just begin to speak that because that is the truth of the word of god and so you begin to pray Rather than focusing just on the sins you committed in the past and asking for forgiveness. Be intentional about asking God to bring repentance that leads to a new song that leads to you being effective in the sinfulness of others. So just pray that right now. Move move on into something a little different. As we've asked God to to change our situation and how our situation impacts us, now we're going to be even more forward-thinking than that. Then I said, Here am I. I have come. It is written in the scroll. I desire to do your will, my God. Your law is within my heart. God, I pray that you would create within me a hunger for your word. Lord, I rebuke the flesh that tells me that me reading the Bible, that I'm not going to get anything out of it. I rebuke the thoughts of the enemy that tells me that that if I were to sit down and read this book, that it would be nothing more than words to me. God, I rebuke the enemy that tells me that, that you won't speak specifically to me through your word. Because your word tells me that you do. In Psalms 1, you, you tell us that, that when we are in the word, it's like sitting, like, like a tree sitting by a creek that soaks up the waters from the creek. And Lord, we we pray, God that you would give us a hunger for your word, that we, would, that we would desire to do your will, that you would write your law on our heart. I pray that, that you would do that for these teens, that they would be intentional about not just needing their Bible or needing a sheet with scriptures for specific situations, but that you, God, would begin to write your word on their hearts that they would be intentional, that when they read the word that they would receive, and that they would let it write on their heart, that it would define them. That it would be as necessary for their life as the air they breathe. And then, Lord, that they could proclaim your saving acts in the great assembly, that you would open up the seals that are on their lips, that they would not hide their righteousness in their heart, but they would speak of your saving help. So you would pray something like this, God, I'm only a 14-year-old. I'm only a 16-year-old. Whatever you are. God, I feel like in the grand scheme of things, I'm just a useless student. One of hundreds of students where I go to school. But your word says that I don't have to hide my righteousness in my heart. Your word says that you will write your word on my heart. Your word says that, that the Bible is sharper than a double-edged sword that is able to penetrate to the hearts of others. And if that Word is written on my heart, and I don't have to hide my righteousness, that I can speak Your Word and save others. I can speak of Your faithfulness and Your saving help. God, as a 14-year-old, I pray that you You would create a boldness within me. I rebuke the enemy from lying to me, I choose to not believe the enemy or my flesh that tells me that I cannot have an impact in my world. Because Your Word tells me that I can. So Lord, I pray that You'd begin to write Your Word on my heart and that You would follow that with boldness to begin to live that out that my relationship would not just be my relationship, but that that the glory of the living God who's alive inside of me would spill out. And I pray that you would help me speak that, of that saving grace to everyone I come in contact with. I pray that you would tear down the walls that the enemy has built with lies and that with my flesh, because I'm shy or because I'm nervous, or because I don't do well in crowds, or because I'm not bold, I'm not a leader, that my flesh has lied to me. I pray that you would remove those lies and that you'd tear down those walls and that you would make this word, this, this, your words that you gave the prophet, the, the, that you gave the King David, that they would become alive in me. That your truth that was truth for him is still truth for me today. And I choose to believe that, Lord. So work that in me in the days to come. Give me opportunity to speak of your saving grace with boldness to reveal the righteousness that is alive inside of me. Surely, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid for the Lord the Lord is my strength and my defense, and He has become my salvation. So you'd pray something like this. God, you'd put in whatever it is that your biggest you consider to be your biggest weakness. God, my, my shyness. God, that illness that I deal with. God, my physical attributes. God, my voice that I can't stand. God, my face that when I look in the mirror is so ugly to me. God, God, that sin that no matter how hard I try to overcome, I always stumble in it again and again and again. God, I, I choose to believe your word. that you are my strength and my defense that with joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation God you define strength inside of me not blank whatever it is you put in that blank there not my, my physical appearance not my, my knowledge not my sin that seems to overwhelm me God you are my strength because you are my defense and my salvation, I choose and I pray that in the future I would not walk defeated. For your anger is turned away from me. And you love me. And my sin no longer impacts my relationship with you. So I choose to believe that you are my strength. And not these other things that I've allowed to define me for so long. So sing that. Let's sing these. The Holy One of Israel, among, as great as the Holy One of Israel, who's inside of you. He's your strength. So let that define you and let that carry you. I pray that you would be their strength, that you would be their shelter, their refuge. I pray for their health not just physical health, but Lord, we pray that You would bring emotional and spiritual health to my family. I pray that You would you would protect us, that You would be our strength, our shield, and what the enemy has come to steal, kill, and destroy, that You would be our defense, Lord. So I pray that tomorrow as we walk through the day that You would guard our hearts and our minds and our souls and our bodies, Lord, that You would bring physical health so that we could be living out the plans that You have for us to prosper us, not to harm us. As Your Word says, that's the truth You've called for us. So I pray protection over our bodies, Lord. And I pray protection over our minds that we would not buy into the lies of the enemy or listen to our flesh, but that we would be in the Word, God, tomorrow. That You would write Your Word on our hearts. I pray that You'd be my strength tomorrow. That as I look in the mirror or as that person at school puts me down, that You would be my strength, that I would walk in Your defense, that I would walk not hiding the righteousness that lives within me, that I would walk boldly in who You've created me to be so that they could see and they could know the love of God. That's how you would pray for tomorrow. And then tomorrow you'd pray for the next day. And rather than reacting to your day, prepare your day with the Lord. Be intentional about it through the Word. That's what you would do, see? So sing, your name is glorious. Exalt it above your situations, your circumstances, your feelings. You're going to exalt His name and His Word above you. So you'd sing that out. As creation It gets really good, because here's where we begin to shift and be more intentional and forward-thinking. So in Acts chapter 1, we, we see the people gathered around, and Jesus is in their midst. And so they ask Him, it says, verse 6, so when they met together, they asked Him, Lord, Are you at this time going to restore the kingdom of Israel? Because remember, the Israelites thought the Messiah was coming to bring a heavenly kingdom. And Jesus had died, and then he rose from the grave. And here we find him. And so they're asking him, God, okay, now are you going to establish your kingdom? What are they thinking on here? Israelites. They're thinking with their mind, with their flesh. They're thinking in the physical. They're thinking about their circumstance. Okay, now now that you've risen from the grave, are you going to change our circumstance, God? Notice, notice the short-sightedness in that, that statement. God, are you going to impact my circumstance? Are you going to make my emotions and my mind more comfortable? Here's what Jesus replies. He said to them, it's not for you to know the times or the dates the Father is set by His own authority. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. Now those would be great words. Jesus is saying you're going to receive power. And in their minds, they're thinking still earthly freedom, right? So Jesus says you're going to receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And they're thinking, all right. And unfortunately, most of the church does the same thing. We like to claim the power of the Holy Spirit. Power to proclaim it, name it, and claim it, right? So if Kyle gets sick, oh, how quickly I call on the Holy Spirit and I claim his healing for Kyle, right? But Jesus doesn't stop there, he goes on. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria. And to the ends of the earth. And after this, he was taken up before their eyes, and a cloud hid him from their sight. This is where being intentional Christians really gets good. Because Jesus, in his final lesson to them, he's saying, Listen, it's not about you. And as we become intentional Christians, we realize that he's our strength, he's our defense. We don't need to be any different than who we are. We don't need to do anything for Him. He wants to do it in us and through us. And when we allow Him to do that, when we recognize that the power of His Holy Spirit is is meant to be used for us to share this life with everyone else, oh, what an amazing thing. See, if if Kyle's being intentional in his life, in his prayer life, and he's praying intentionally, then if Kyle gets sick, Kyle's okay with that. Because he knows God's God's Holy Spirit is going to give him power to either heal him or endure his illness. But either way, that power isn't just for him, it's for everyone around him. And so the life he gets, the joy he gets, is not just maybe being healed physically, the joy he gets is that through my circumstance, others will be healed spiritually, eternally. And regardless of what happens to my physical body here, I'm spending an eternity in heaven with Christ. So I can rejoice regardless of my circumstance. And although my circumstance tells me that I failed or my God has failed me, the truth is God is victorious through my circumstance. And others, by the power of the Holy Spirit, will come to know Him through me. So this is where it gets good, because now, as as Christians in our prayers, we can begin to become forward-thinking. So we get to pray for our schools. We get to pray for, for Christians all over this world. So let's exercise that a little bit. God, I pray that You would send Your Holy Spirit in power, upon myself, that that I could be used by you to lead all those around me this semester to the Lord. God, I pray that the power of the Holy Spirit would would bring light into the darkness in my classes, my schoolmates. God, I pray that you would send your Holy Spirit in power on the believers who are in persecuted nations, that though my circumstances often overcome me, I cannot imagine the circumstances my persecuted brothers and Christians find themselves in on a daily basis. But Lord, I pray your Holy Spirit would come in on them in power and that their persecution would not be null and void, but that they would have abundant life as they see brothers and sisters in those nations come to Christ. I pray that you would liberate, liberate those persecuted nations. I pray that you would bring revival. I pray that you would bring salvation. I pray that you would remove the lie of the enemy and that you'd begin to speak your truth. That you would bring the Word of God written on the hearts of the believers over there to bear fruit, as your Word says, by the power of the Holy Spirit. I pray for that family member that is lost. I pray that by the power of the Holy Spirit in me, you would change them. You claim it as truth. That's power. Why waste our time asking God to change circumstance? To tickle our mind or our emotions, fantasies, fancies, when we could be asking God in power to change the eternal life of others. Every passage I read in this hour where David was crying out or Isaiah was prophesying that God is my strength, God is my defense, where Jesus says that His Holy Spirit will bring power on you, it was always the people around them, the nations that benefited. That makes what you might think is a meaningless 14-year-old's body, shy, meaningless teenage life that you think you might have, it makes it globally impactful. You don't have to go on a mission trip. By the power of the Holy Spirit on the Israelites, nations were saved. By the power of the Holy Spirit on a 13-year-old, pimple-faced, overweight, shy boy or girl. You can impact nations. You're not meaningless. You're strong. The righteousness of the Lord lives inside you. And though you might not be able to get up and pray, you might not be able to lift more than 10 pounds, you might not be able to put a basketball in a hoop, you might crack every time you speak you have the power to change nations an eternal kingdom that's power that's life it's worth living for like we said your name is glorious your love is changing us as all creation returns to you as you change me God God As you change me, as you write your word on my heart, use me, send the power of your Holy Spirit upon me that nations would come to know you. God, I claim the nation of Afghanistan with boldness, though I've never set foot there, Lord. The power of your Holy Spirit upon me can bring deliverance to them through my prayers. And so I pray, I lift up the brothers and sisters in Christ in Afghanistan right now. I lift them up and I pray that you would encourage them. I pray that you would defend them. I pray that you'd be their strength, that the word written on their hearts would bear fruit in that nation and that that nation would come to know you. Even though I can't go, I can pray for them and my prayer carries power because the righteousness of the living God inside of me says so in His Word. And I claim His truth, so I claim that truth for them. God, deliver them, set them free. So let's just spend a few moments speaking that, praying that for your family members, your friends, the nations. We're going to end with a short time of doing this. Sometimes it's hard to pray for the nations uh, because they're just not so tangible One, uh, an exercise that we can do that gets our heart where we can get to a place like that is by praying for others that are in the room so we've just walked through an exercise of ways you can pray intentionally about tomorrow so something that's very pertinent to you that would be very good for you to do is I want y'all as they just worship I want y'all to be intentional I want you to wait on the Lord. I want you to ask God to speak to your heart like we talked about last night. And I want, But here's what I want you to do. I want you to ask God to speak to you something for you to pray over someone else in the room. Okay? Not something for you to go tell them. You're not going to predict their future, anything like that. What you're doing is you're asking Him something to pray for their future. So that might be as simple as you praying, going and praying for someone else in the room, since you're all youth, praying for their future spouse. And praying blessing, praying for their spouse wherever they are, that God would be their defense, their strength, their purity, their righteousness within them, preparing them for this person as you pray for them. That'd be a good one. Praying for uh, their involvement academically and spiritually in school. Praying for their relationships at their home. Whatever God lays on your heart to pray for them, you pray that God would move intentionally. Okay? But until you hear God speak to you to go pray for someone, wait. Think we can do that? All right, let's try it. God... I pray now that You would open our ears, that You would speak, that You would respond, that You would reveal Your Rhema Word, Your truth to our hearts. And I pray that this youth group would become intentional in speaking Your truth in life to each other. God, I pray that You would let them know that You are calling them to pray over someone by giving them your truth. And by that I mean, Lord, that you would would give them Scripture to pray over each other. So students, just ask God to begin to speak to your heart. And if you think God is speaking to you something to go pray for someone else, then find Scripture to back it up. That you can pray into their life like we just did. A good place to start might be the sheet Andy gave you this morning. There's a lot of things, thoughts that people might be having. You can pray those scriptures over them as God speaks to your heart. So let's just try that. We'll just go through a little bit, a few minutes of an exercise of that. You ask God to speak to you, and then you go and be intentional about speaking life into others and interceding on their behalf.